the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. As talking about my past and Knott's Berry Farm in Southern California. Uh, but also growing up, and if you're if you're a longtime listener, I haven't talked about this for a long time, but uh, the church I grew up in in Southern California was made up of a bunch of hillbillies. And they would not be offended by that at all. In fact, they would wear that label quite proudly. They were a bunch of hillbillies from Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. If you know anything about California history, there were the gold rush days back in the 1800s. But then, right after World War II, there was this mass migration of people from all over the country, but for one reason or another, primarily... Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. And they settled in communities in Southern California. Uh, One was a place back then called Bell Gardens. I assume it still exists. But uh, we referred to to Bell Gardens as Billy Goat Acres. And again, nobody was offended by it. That's where you had the cars in the front yard up on blocks. And, and, you, and again, it was, it was a joke, but, but nobody was offended. So my church, we had uh, two, maybe three pretty successful business people. We had this one older guy, had no idea what he did, but he had a lot of money. And then there was this one family, they were in real estate, and they were pretty well off. But the rest of us, factory workers, just common hillbillies. My parents were from Missouri. All of my family's from Missouri. And my pastor, eighth grade education, Ralph Irvine was his name. Uh, didn't go to seminary, didn't go to Bible college, uh, moved to California and, uh, from Missouri. In fact, my family knew his family in Missouri, and uh, you, you know, you're not interested in that. Uh, but felt led of God to start a church and go into ministry. He was not an educated man um, officially, but boy, did he know the Bible. My goodness, that man knew the Bible backwards, forwards, inside, out. And kind of his specialty was prophecy. He loved to preach and teach on prophecy. So I grew up hearing messages on property, prophecy. And again, he was not a formally educated person, but he had educated himself 
knew the Bible, which is far, far, far more important than a dozen seminary degrees. Anyway, I remember so many of the things that he taught us about future prophetic things, thinking, my goodness, how will that ever, ever happen? Like uh, the two prophets in Revelation that are killed, and their bodies lie in the streets of Jerusalem, and the entire world will see them in the streets, and then they rise from the dead, and the entire world, that's what the Bible says, the entire world. And I remember my old pastor, preacher, Ralph Irvine, saying, I don't understand how it's going to happen. I don't know. But when this happens, the entire world will be able to see this event because that's what it says in Revelation. I don't know what the technology is going to be. I don't know what the developments are going to be. Well, satellite technology was unheard of back then. Satellite TV? Absolutely unheard of. A person standing on the street in Jerusalem with a remote unit broadcasting to the entire world? Unheard of. We don't think anything about it today. But I remember my pastor saying, I I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen because that's what the Bible says. And I could spend another 30 minutes talking about the things that my old pastor said was going to happen, and as a kid and as a teenager sitting there going, how in the world is that going to happen? Well, one of those is the mark of the beast, the uh, number of his name, which is 666. Most people think 666 is the mark of the beast. No, read it carefully. No, 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 no. 666 is not the mark of the beast. That's the number of his name, something completely different. The mark of the beast is going to be something in the palm of the hand or on the forehead, and it will allow you to buy and sell, and the time will come. Under the time of the Antichrist during the tribulation, no one will be able to buy or sell without the mark. And I remember thinking, how is that going to happen? Number one, how are they going to track every single human being on Earth? Well, that was science fiction back then. Now we have supercomputers. That would be no big deal at all. We have several supercomputers who have the ability to track every living human being on planet Earth. Now, they're not doing it yet, but it's possible. When I was a kid, I thought, my goodness, how in the world is that going to happen? And what's this thing, that your, your hand? You buy and sell things with your hand. Well, you know where I'm headed with this. Now, people all over the world are having chips implanted in their hand, their wrist, palm of their hand, or just under their thumb. And they can buy, they can sell, they can just wave it over the scanner. Which leads me to this story from the New York Post. Headline, Tesla owner will never lose his keys again after he implants them in his hand. Real story. The guy's name is Brandon DeLaley. He lives in New York. He owns a Tesla. And what he has done is he has had 
the chip removed from the key to the Tesla, and he has had it implanted into his hand. Let me read from the story. Tesla owner Brandon DeLaley shared a video on social media this week showing him having a chip implanted in his right hand. His right hand. But my old 8th grade educated pastor back in the 1960s said would happen. And we all sat there and went, really? How is that going to, yeah. Had a chip implanted in his right hand and then uses the device to unlock his vehicle. Quote, now I use that as my key. I don't even have my key card, he said. I just use my hand. Elon Musk was pretty happy about that. Elon Musk tweeted, finally decided to take my phone key issues into my own hands. Literally, Tesla key chip implant. And the story goes on, talks about the fact that he is part of a beta group. Most of you know what that is, experimental group. Daly said he's part of a beta group of about 100 people who are testing the chips before they are released to the public. The company that put this together literally has its own app store where you can wirelessly install apps into your body. It has its own app store where you can wirelessly install apps into your body with these chips. One of those apps just happened to be a Tesla key card. So that was the first app I installed on it because I have a Tesla. This company has these chips, and it's filled with apps, things that you can do with a chip, including buying, selling, making transactions. He said when he first had the chip implanted, he had to rub it around on the door, but there had been swelling. He says now, after three days, it reads with a quick tap. Well, I thought, what happens if you sell the Tesla? He answered that. It can also be paired with any future Tesla. Uh, And by the way, uh, he has linked this to his coronavirus vaccination card, his keys to his house, his contact card, and other information, all in the palm of his hand. Yeah. Over 50 years ago, because my old Missouri hillbilly, eighth grade educated preacher believed the Bible, he told me as a young man, you say this all the time, the Bible is more up to date than tomorrow morning's newspaper. And indeed, it is. I, uh, I've i said it so many times, but let me repeat it. Don't ever, ever, ever be ashamed or embarrassed that you believe the Bible. It really is more up-to-date than tomorrow morning's newspaper. 
talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Talking about the uh, drift to the left in uh, theological circles, religious circles, church circles. The uh, mainline Protestant denominations have leaned to the left for a long time. And what do we all know about anything that the left touches? They kill it. They destroy it. Um, If you look at the mainline Protestant denominations, you can gauge their demise by how liberal they are. It's a simple rule. It really is. The more liberal, the more dead. The more liberal, the more out of touch. The farther the left they go, the more they die or are dying. And I challenge you to give me the exception there. Uh, And I've said this over and over and over again. Uh, of all of the mainline Protestant denominations, the one that I really held out hope for for a long time were the United Methodists. Uh, If you listen to this program 10 years ago, I would say that constantly. Man, I am praying for the leadership of the United Methodist Church. They have an opportunity to turn this thing around. They don't have to go the way of the PCUSA, the ELCA, the United Church of Christ, They don't have to. They can still turn this thing around, and I'm praying that they will. Well, they didn't. And now the United Methodist Church, the denomination, there are still some good individual churches, but they're leaving, and they should. But the denomination, well, they have gone the direction of the PCUSA, the ELCA, the United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church— And what's happening? The farther left, the more they are declining. The more churches they are losing. The more people that they are losing. The more churches that they are closing. I mean, it's it's like the law of gravity. You can't defy it. Go to the left, you kill it. And the same is true with law enforcement. The... uh, Unintended consequences of misplaced compassion. The liberal left in law enforcement circles about 10 years ago began touting zero bail. We got to go to zero bail. We can't keep locking people up because, well, it discriminates against minorities. Because more minorities are being locked up, and because they tend to be poorer, they can't pay the bail, and so they stay in jail longer. So in order to have real equity and equality, we're just not going to charge anybody bail. Because after all, people are inherently good. That's what the secular humanist worldview says. So if you just treat people nice, treat them kindly, they uh, they commit a crime— You arrest them, of course, and then you say, you know what, we're just assuming you're going to do better things. So therefore, we're not going to lock you up. We're not going to put you in jail. We're not going to require you to pay bail because we just have faith in you. And we're just going to let you go. 
Now, there's going to be a court hearing in, you know, three months, and we know you'll show up for your court date because you're a good person. How's that working out? Listen to this. One California county that adopted zero bail in April of 2020. This is, uh, what's the county? Starts with a C. No, not C. YOLO. YOLO County, which is around Sacramento. In 2020, in April, the California Judicial Council said zero bail for YOLO County. How has that worked out? 70% of those arrested for crimes who were released on zero bail committed new crimes. 70%. And now the Yolo County District Attorney says, quote, with over 70% of the people released under mandated zero bail policies go on committing additional crimes, there is no rational reason to continue the policy. And so they are rescinding the zero bail policy. It didn't work. Cities like New York City, zero bail. Same results. Yeah. Hey, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern, discern. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.